Hey guys, and welcome to Roman Go Lightly, a podcast for creative adventures. Hey guys, happy Monday. It's me, Laura. I'm the creator of Roman Go Lightly, the podcast and blog. Um, our sole mission is to sort of inspire everyday creativity and local adventure, um, as well as grand adventure as well. We're a podcast and blog, and we're basically just trying to give you your weekly dose of encouragement to lead that adventurous and creative lifestyle that you crave. Every Monday for the podcast, I interview the creators, artists, adventurers, and so much more. Um, These people who inspire me to basically extract these ideas and concepts that they do so that we can lead that adventurous and creative life that we're hunting for. So if this sounds up your alley, make sure to subscribe so you can get a little dose of happiness um, on your phone every Monday morning. Um, And while you're at it, you can leave us a nice review. Doing so makes it easier for other people to find us on iTunes. Welcome, guys. I am so excited about today's episode because um, this was a local hangout sesh that I was able to do with my two very dear friends, Sarah and Robert Cornelius. I've known Sarah and Robert for a couple years now. They actually lived right down the block from Luke and I when we lived in Lebanon before we moved to Lancaster. Um, And these two basically, I mean, they're going to be your newest, like these are going to be your new best friends. Uh, Robert is a Photoshop wizard, seriously, and a photographer as well. Sarah is the creator of Cake Over Steak, which is a food blog that she also illustrates. Um, She's an amazing artist and also she is a really, really, really organized person. So I'm really excited to sort of pick her brain about the way that she works and sort of compare that to the way that uh, Robert's creative process works as well. So. In today's episode, you're going to hear us gab about everything that keeps us inspired, what it means to be in a creative relationship, and, you know, what's going on. Uh, So come hang out with us and come meet your new best friends. You guys can thank me later. Hi, friends. Hey. How's it going? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We're here. We're hanging out. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sitting with Robert and Sarah Cornelius, who are friends for a long time, creatives for always, and uh, we're friends, but we'll get into that later, but do you want to introduce yourselves and what you do? Uh, sure. I'm Robert Cornelius, and I am a photographer, digital artist, Photoshop wizard extraordinaire. <laughs> it only it's cool that you can call yourself a wizard. Which yeah. I can call myself a wizard. It's pretty yeah. accurate, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm Sarah Cornelius. I'm a gravestone etcher by day. And then by nights and weekends I'm a food blogger and I also do illustrations for my food blog. Elevate okay, first of all, I'm a gravestone etcher. It's like Sarah's not a goth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's not a goth. <laughs> No, I do custom hand etchings on gravestones for my day job, which is super weird, but I like it. <laughs> it's really cool. I like whenever you share those on Snapchat. Yeah. It's and cool. it's always really funny when someone's like, so what does your wife do? I'm like, well, <laughs> let me tell She ya. takes this big slab of stone. Yeah. And she makes it into art. She scratches a picture onto it. It just so happens that it's after people die. Yeah. That it's being used. Cool. So how did the two of you meet? I know, but... Well, yeah. 
On the internet. <laughs> on the internet, like As you do. You do. <laughs> As one does. Yeah, it was funny because I, I moved to Lebanon from upstate New York in Watkins Glen. And I'd been living there for like a year or two and basically only going to the grocery store and the gym. And so my best friend was like, you're never going to meet anyone. Just try online dating. Note my husband and three children that I met online. Like, it can work. So I finally was like, fine, I'll do it. And and then uh, you can take it over from there. <laughs> and yeah, I went on this online dating site and Robert was the first person I found. So I was like, all right, I'll take it. <laughs> no, that's not what happened. But it is. What <laughs> um, yeah, I, yeah. I found him, and he was working in my and living in my hometown, working for a photographer that I knew. So I thought, yeah, this is pretty cool. We seemed like we would get along, and then I messaged him after stalking him for a while. Yeah, and you of stalked course, him. What kind of stalking yeah. did you do? Like I read like his, deep stalking. I read his Facebook wall until Facebook was like, there are no more posts. <laughs> <laughs> And also on Very the site, yeah, it tells you so-and-so viewed your profile. So like Ooh. every day for weeks, it's like so-and-so viewed your profile, but she didn't <laughs> fill anything out. So it's just an empty profile, yeah. no pictures, no about Wait, you thing. you didn't even have a picture? No, I wasn't actually planning to, to <laughs> message anyone. She just couldn't resist I did not me. know this. I always imagined yeah. that you both had your profiles. No. You like... Which it is oh, so no. true, though, that women, like I, I didn't have... I had no photo, nothing really written about myself. I just had a a username. And I would still get messages from random dudes that just say, hey. You're like, what in the world? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, how desperate are you? That's crazy. Yeah. So... So, Robert, were you pleased when you actually saw her face? Yeah. Well, I was a little nervous because we (laughs) talked for a bit before I knew what she looked like. And I was like, whoa, this is going really well. She's super cool. What if she's absolutely not my type? And I'm like, oh. <laughs> yeah. So I, I send him my, like, Facebook. Say, hey, you can friend me on Facebook. Kind of, like, saying, hey. Here's really me. Stop me back <laughs> yeah. since I know everything about your life. Yeah. And, yeah, we became friends on Facebook. And we messaged back and forth for, like, three days. Mm-hmm. And then we went on a first date. And that was really, like, three first dates. It was, like, three mini dates. It was, like... Six or seven hours of hanging out, and then we just never stopped dating. Now we've been married for two years, <laughs> so it worked out. Yeah, it just was one of those. Well, this is too easy. I'm just gonna wait for the oh, here's the crazy, oh, and, and here comes yeah. the truth. Yeah, and I'm still waiting for it. And that was the thing, like <laughs> when I stalked him, in. because I stalked him really hard, and there was no red flag or something that turned yeah. me off. Whereas. With everyone else who you view on the dating site, I'd be halfway through their profile and just be, be like, like, yeah, no. Yeah, no. So that's why I figured, eh, you know, at least message him. We could be friends if nothing else. I mean, the thing that most people don't know about, like, Lebanon is that, like, the fact that you guys... Well, first of all, that you didn't run into each other beforehand after you lived there a year, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it was just like, like, oh, yeah, perfect. Oh, we found each cool. other. Yeah. That's, like, ridiculous. And I also really only had, like... A work friend. So it was like... <laughs> and suddenly, I technically kind of knew him. Yeah. But then all of a sudden I meet Sarah, who grew up here, and I was like, You're oh, like, thank God, thank a group goodness. of friends yeah. my age. Yeah. I can make friends now. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Well, you guys do really... You do different creative things, but what's it like to, like, support each other in your, in your side hustles? I think it's really convenient to have 
someone to bounce ideas off of and like whenever we're working on our respective projects we always check in with each other like he'll send me his photos he's working on and with my illustration background it really helps with like his his photos are really illustrative and like cinematic and stuff so I can look at it with my illustrator's eye and really give him good feedback and same for him with looking at my work and I'm new to photography, but he's a photographer, so he can help me with that. And Yeah, and it is nice that, like, we're both creative, but in our totally different ways. So we can right. sort of check and, and balance each other yeah. without stepping on each other's toes and being like, well, I do this, and now you're trying to do that. And Or have no. some right. kind of, like, weird comparison game going yeah, on. Yeah, exactly. Like, well, it's so different. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it's a really nice benefit to the, our relationship. And, yeah. And that, then also you have that understanding of the creative person and what they mm-hmm. need and that desire to like work on your projects. You can be like, Oh yeah, I totally understand why you want to go down to your desk and work on that right now. Right. And when you get excited about something and want to, you know, gab on about whatever it is, you know, the other one understands and knows like, Oh yeah, I totally feel that too. That's so cool. Whereas someone who's not a creative at all might kind of be like, like, what? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's true, because I think, sometimes I think, like, if I weren't to be dating, like, another creative person who, like, after work, we still, like, we come together, we have dinner, we do whatever we need to do, Mm -hmm. but, like, if it was just me single-handedly working on things Mm -hmm. for all hours of the night and not paying attention to... Yeah. Right, and the other one's going, hey, what are you doing? Let's hang out. And you're like, no, I have to do this and do this, and to them, it's like, well... Right. If you, yeah. if you didn't have your, like, your respective, like, projects you're working mm-hmm. on, like, it might be really weird. I can't really imagine what that would be like. Yeah. yeah. That's, like, how we are, too, because we'll go to our respective day jobs, and we come home, and just kind of, like, make dinner, eat dinner, and have that brain break, and then it's like, okay, time okay. to go back to right. our personal projects until it's time for bed. And then even on the weekends when we're home, you know, we might run some errands, or, like, we you know, work out or whatever, but like in between your to-do lists and like dates yeah. and stuff like that, it's like, it's like we both work almost like full work days on the weekend, but on our personal projects. And then maybe we'll reach a certain point on a Saturday. We're like, okay, at eight o'clock, we're going to stop what we're doing and we'll eat dinner and the rest of the night, we're just going to chill. <clears throat> but we almost never, like, we don't ever sit at home and not be productive right in some creative way <laughs> right i feel like whenever you and then it's like whenever you do do that you're like this is like oh, we're being yeah. so we're scandalous being <laughs> like, we're like we're watching three episodes i was about to say we just oh watched three whole episodes of something. and then you're yeah. like what am i doing so i feel so guilty yeah. like how could i watch this yeah. oh yeah i mean do that but that's enough. like one of the nice perks though. at least you guys understand where you are both coming from yeah. right yeah. yeah for sure What's what would you say is like each other's best feature when it comes to like getting their like work done? Well, Sarah is it's funny way on the other end of the spectrum than I am as far as planning things go. Like <laughs> yeah, she has super her, planner. Yes, super she has planner. lists for everything. She has her blog planned out to when. Like all of twenty. Like all of twenty. Are you kidding me? Oh my god! Meanwhile, I finish a picture in a blog post, and I'm like, "Hmm, which one am I going to work on next? This is exciting to choose." And she's like, "You don't know?" Yeah. I don't know. (laughs) I just go with the flow. Yeah, I think Robert's really good at getting excited about an idea, and then he just jumps in headfirst and like keeps his head down and 
immerses himself in it until it's done. And then he comes out and he's like, oh, that was great. Uh, now what should I do? Yeah. And then he like dives back in. Whereas I'm always thinking like big picture and planning ahead. So I feel like I always have like a million things on the burners or whatever. And I'm like, I'm writing this post, but I just photographed this post and I'm recipe testing for this one. I'm reading this cookbook because I'm going to do a post about that I'm one illustrating later. Illustrating this. I'm illustrating this one. And, you know, I'm always doing a bunch of little things, so which I guess also it makes, works for me. Yeah. But I guess it makes yeah. sense why you have to be so organized because you are working oh, yeah. on like five posts at once. Yeah. yeah. I work on one until it's done. And yeah. Then I move on. <laughs> right. Yeah. So you're more of like grazing yeah. through everything and you're like deep diving. Yeah. 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 And I also like I do big picture planning and then I have to break everything down into steps to like attack it. So yeah, like my calendar is kind of crazy. So I know, okay, this post is happening this day, but I'm photographing it five weeks ahead of that. And I'm recipe testing it like 10 weeks ahead of that, you know, and doing all that stuff. And yeah, I just have to keep everything in mind. So I'm always all over You're the place. You're like a master list maker. Like yeah. You are like, yeah, organized. Yeah. Robert doesn't have lists. <laughs> I don't have lists. Like, I get really mad at him sometimes because he doesn't have a to-do list. And sometimes, like, things he needs to do end up on my to-do list. And then I'm like, you need to do this so I can cross it off of my list because I'm stressing <laughs> out about it for you. <laughs> so just do it so I can stop thinking about it. Yeah. Do you ever, like, help each other out in weird ways like that? Like, like what exactly are you, like, crossing your to-do list. I don't know. Robert's just really bad at, like... Oh, it's usually, like... Paperwork <laughs> uh, Yeah, I say adult stuff. Adulting. Yeah. Or, like, contracts and, like... Oh, yeah. Filling out papers. whatever paperwork. I hate mail. Yeah. I hate mail, too. Ugh. I was I, just talking yeah. about that. Like, mail don't source. ever send me a piece of mail. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. just email me. Don't don't ever send me a piece of mail. Yeah. It's, like, trash. I yeah. know. It's the worst. Whatever. Yeah. Moving on. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Cool. Um, so, Robert, you just did a, a, a retreat. I want to call it not a retreat. You just did yeah, a meetup, right? Call it that. Yeah. And so you've done a lot of these. Well, I've done two big ones and then a lot of small ones. And you've organized some of them yeah. too, right? Yeah, the two big ones. I basically get together. This year it was 30 photographers, models, artists, and uh, we basically just rent some houses. Everyone brings a ton of props and dresses and capes and all this weird crap and we just wander off into the woods and make art together <laughs> it's it's really fun it sounds crazy <laughs> but it's as long great. as you're not dressing like clowns it's yeah. all good okay. it's, totally it's like great. magical nerd camp it really uh, is yeah i mean i feel like i mean when you see all the after like mm-hmm. the aftermath of like everything that you guys do it's like wow they like went to narnia yeah <laughs> and funny. now they're back one time this was the first one i went to before i hosted one and there were maybe 15 of us out in the woods and literally every person has on like a ball gown or <laughs> some sort of pirate costume, like something that you would not see normally. And there are swords and helmets and we had dresses hanging in all these trees all around us. We had this makeshift dressing room and this cop comes wandering in because I guess it was like, oh, this is like a hunting area. So maybe move over here. But he just walked in like, uh... What am I walking into? And we're like, uh, hi, this is normal. Let us explain. <laughs> You're like, I know this looks crazy. This sword is fake. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I guess I'm wondering, 
what goes into like those shoots? Do you have like a bigger picture in mind or are you just sort of like, well, go over here and does it just sort of happen like while yeah. you start Yeah, I mean, a lot shooting? of times I have, I have ideas ready that I just write down all the time and then I'll kind of go through my phone and my notes and see like, oh, this one would work here. But a lot of the time you can't plan everything because everyone brings costumes and props and outfits and things. So until you go, oh, look at this girl with the really red hair and this really great blue dress. These look great together in these yellow flowers right here. And then you just come up with something. And half the time while I'm shooting it, I don't even know what I'm going to do with it (laughs) because I'll Photoshop the crap out of everything. So yeah, sometimes I shoot with almost no idea what I'm going to end up with. And other times I have like... Specific. Like the one I did of of you with the the Fate Sisters. I had like the colors, the posing, like (laughs) everything down to a T, which rarely happens. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I I wish I could think like that, though. I wish I could be like, oh, yeah, it's perfect. It'll all work out perfectly. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm... I guess I'm just confident enough in my Photoshop skills. I'm like, I know I'll come up with something. That was so funny. When we were shooting, you're always like, well, I'll just fix that later. And yeah. I was like, oh, I wish I could do that. For me, it's always like, I have to make sure this is the perfect shot because I don't want to spend too much time editing. For you, yeah. it's like... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, actually, my most recent shoot I did at the meetup that I just put online was weird for me because I got so much of it in camera that mm. I was almost like, I don't know what to do with myself because I want to edit this for hours and it's already basically done. That's, yeah, because you're always adding, like, wings and fire and, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. So, Sarah, you definitely think more methodically, right? Oh, yeah. So, like, whenever you're planning your stuff, like, for 2017, (laughs) how do you, how do you, like, keep keep it, like, open enough that you can, like, if something, like, strikes your fancy, like, how do you do? Well, that's one thing that I've noticed because I plan so far ahead I need to leave more open space in my schedule for things that pop up. Right. So, yeah, I'm very strategic and, like, mathematically brained. Um, so I was thinking about 2017, and I, I've been trying to slow down with my blog and give myself more time for each post just so I can make it the best it can be while also not making myself insane. Right. And living my life and getting enough sleep and all those good things. Um, so... With that in mind, I'm only posting like maybe every 10 days or so. So I was thinking about that and I thought, well, there's only so many days in a year. If that's what I'm doing, I only have X number of posts I can do in 2017. And I have um, my Things I'm Loving series, which I used to do every month. And in 2016, I made it every other month. But for 2017, I'm going to do it seasonally. So there will only Uh. be four. So I looked at that and I said, okay, well, there's four posts for the year that are accounted for. I have another series I want to start. So I'm thinking I'll hopefully get four of those in for the year. So that's eight. (laughs) And I'm doing like 30 posts. So that's like one third of the year. Right. And then I have a bunch of my blogging friends have cookbooks coming out. So I knew I wanted to cover some of those. So those are kind of open-ended where I know I'm going to be doing a post about that cookbook, but I haven't yet seen it or decided what I'm going to post about, but it's it's flexible. Yeah. It's like focused in the sense that it's going to be inspired by this book, but I haven't figured it out yet. But also putting myself in that box is something I like where it's like, okay, I'm looking at this book. What am I going to take from this thing and create a recipe from it? So that helps narrow things down. Um, And then I have other things like I do a pumpkin party in October There are other blogger parties like Popsicle Week in June. 
and um, like Margarita Week in May. So I knew I wanted to do those. So I just started plugging all those in. And it was like, oh, my God, 2017 is almost gone. <laughs> completely planned. But I did try to leave open-ended, like, one post a month throughout the year to just see what happens. But, yeah. But, yeah, it's mostly planned out, more or less. So, But that makes Crazy. me feel so much better. <laughs> well, yeah, especially when you're thinking about, like, a whole year. And you, if you are, like, this big picture person, if you're just, like, 2017 is, like, I have no idea when I'm going to feel with this. Like, it's completely yeah. empty. Like, having that structure, like, the things that you know are reoccurring, I'm mm-hmm. sure, like, that helps define, like, okay, this is what I'm doing. I don't know exactly what yet, but, like, that's where the fun that's where the fun comes in, right? Yeah. Like, you can look at a cookbook and then talk about all sorts of different things that you experience with that. Right. Awesome. Yeah. It works for me. Most bloggers don't work that way. A lot of my friends think I'm totally nuts. (laughs) And like that, it would stress them out to have it overly planned. Right. But if I didn't know what I was doing five weeks from now, I would feel like a basket case. Right. So it's just the way that I work. It's the way people think too. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like some people, the idea of that being structured would like give them immediate like resistance. Like they're like, I don't want to do it. I'm not doing it. I'm not, I'm just not going to do it. That's (laughs) me. Like if I was like, oh yeah, I have like everything up until like, uh, January, like, done, I would, like, mm-hmm. I would be, like, I'm not doing it. <laughs> no, I'm walking away. Yeah. Right. I'm not doing it. Can't do it. It's, like, the rebellious side yeah. of me just being, like, nope, mm-hmm. nope, I don't want to do it. Yeah. But, yeah, that's interesting. Um, so, what would you say is, if someone's ever seen your blog, like, what, like, what, like, top three, like, posts would you make them check out? Uh, number one, my ultimate chocolate chip, chip cookie, cookie recipe. Yeah. <laughs> Duh. Duh. Um, yeah, that recipe was the result of a lifelong love of chocolate chip cookies, but two epic years of research and then like a frenzy of recipe testing. <laughs> we ate so winter. many cookies. Yeah. And they're still thin. Yeah. <laughs> you can't see it on the podcast. We work out a lot. So we can eat cookies. So you can yeah, eat so what you want. That's basically my life philosophy. Go for a run, eat cookies. Eat cookies. <laughs> um, it's about balance. Yeah. So definitely that post. That that one has also had the most number of strangers like tag me on Instagram or whatever that they made those cookies and they're like, these are the best cookies I've ever had. Wow. And I don't even know that person. So that's always exciting. They're like, I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I don't Robert, what comes to your mind? Sometimes I have a hard time remembering As far as which ones people should make. Or, yeah, or like, like just to get a, like, idea of, like, post. what Cake Over Steak is all about. Um, um, probably the, one of the one of the cakes you've made, because Cake Over Steak. Like, um, our wedding cake one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I just recently posted a mini version of our wedding cake. So, that's super good. That cake is ridiculously good. Um, and then also, like, the Feast of St. Pizza posts yeah. are really fun, because my... My blog is a food blog, but it's not always recipe-based. And I love doing, like, travel posts. Like, our posts about our honeymoon in Paris and Saint-Malo, France, and about, like, everything we ate and experienced there. Yeah, like, like it's not always a recipe, but food is the common round. Yeah, right. It ties it all together. But, yeah, the Feast of St. Pizza posts are so fun because, like, we all had so much fun doing that. And I think that's kind of my philosophy with food and the blog is just getting people excited about food and experiencing it, whether that's in the kitchen, making something from scratch and enjoying the process or going out and trying 
your hometown pizza shops and seeing what it has to offer and finding the best one that you can then yeah. be loyal to. I think like for for anyone who hasn't found your blog, it's like of course and of course there's an illustration for every post which should not be overlooked. Like that's right. a lot of yeah. work. Yeah. That's like not even mentioned yet. But yeah. like <laughs> Yeah, I think, like, you definitely have your, like, strong recipes that you have, like, all the time. If you're looking for a sweet, you Mm -hmm. have it, period. Mm -hmm. But, like, it's also, like, I went and experienced this. Here's, like, the best of the best of what food experiences I've had. And, like, I love the Feast of St. Pizza ones, too, because when we've, like, shared our posts, it's always, like, Mm -hmm. of course, you got the food end, but then you also have, like, the adventure travel experience side of it, too. So, like, the two of them combined are, like... First of all, it's just really fun to do. So. Yeah. Right. I'm really excited for this year and potentially next year. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which dot, 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 we will not mention. <laughs> well, you mean the next two years, 2019? Oh, yeah, 2019. So 2018 not planned yet. Not yet. Not yet. But knowing you, probably. <laughs> well, yeah. I've got Molly will be. in mind. <laughs> She's already got hers, like, stacked up. So the first one we did was Lebanon, which is, like, where we were all living at the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, where you were born, where Luke was born, where all your friends were born. And yeah. We all came together Lebanon and just walked around. And then last year, just to catch people up, we went to Philadelphia. Yeah. And if anyone doesn't know what we're talking about, the Feast of St. Pizza yeah. is where <laughs> you... Grab a ton of friends and you eat at 10 pizza places in one day and try to eat one slice one at each slice. one, but like all in the same place, which was started by these guys who did it in New York City. And I heard about that and I thought, well, that seems really fun. And then I realized, oh, you don't have to do this in New York City. We could do this in our hometown and walk everywhere. So we did that and it was a blast. Yeah. And then last year we did Philly. And then 2017, we're going to do Lancaster. Hello. Yeah, so I'm really excited about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'll be fun. And I've started to do our research. In fact, yeah, after so this podcast, we're having amazing pizza. Yeah, so hopefully, if we hopefully. get it, fingers crossed. Yeah, yeah. So we'll be doing that in Pre-research. the spring. Are we doing it? In the yeah, spring? Okay. hopefully, like May. Cool. That was that seemed good last year. We'll hype it up every day until then. So it's fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Um. So. I always like to ask people what they're like. If it's weird, I totally like send it, bring it on. But like the weird stuff that you're feeling inspired by right now. Hmm. Weird stuff. It doesn't have to be weird. It can be like, I really like this person's Instagram page. That happened. I'm going to have to look up her name. I know it's Katie something. I've been following her forever, but I just found out that she has speed edit videos of her Photoshop process. And I lost my mind. (laughs) She's so Leah, look good. her up. Let's, yeah, let's find her Instagram tag. Yeah, she's so good. It's like her work sort of looks like an illustration, but it all starts from photos. It's cool. It's very in my realm, but totally different. And mm-hmm. I absolutely love yeah, it. Yeah, look her up. Sarah, do you yeah. have any anything that's inspiring you? Um, I feel like everything. But, uh, <laughs> but right now we're in like the thick of fall cookbook season. So I've been getting a new cookbook like every Tuesday. <laughs> Happy Meal Day! Yeah, it's been really great. But so many of my friends that I've made through blogging are coming out with cookbooks, and it's just so exciting to see them taking their blog and turning it into a book or using their expertise as a blogger and like focusing on something for a book. But like my friend Molly Yeh, who has the site My Name Is Yay. She's like, if you don't know her, what are you doing? Yeah. But she, she's cake, cake, yeah. cake queen. And she's like the sweetest person ever. 
and also a percussionist, which I yeah. like found out was amazing. Yeah. Which she and I have in common because I'm a percussionist. What? Yeah. Wait, you played percussion in like high school and stuff? Yeah. Played like the drum set middle school jazz band and stuff. I did not know that. Yeah. I did not know that. I knew you were in band, but I didn't know it was drums. I yeah. also play drums. No way. But only in my cousin's basement. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Awesome. But anyway, Molly anyway. just came out with her cookbook called Molly on the Range, and it's so cute. And I feel like if I'm going to do a cookbook at some day, at some point, I want it to be kind of like hers because it's kind of like part diary, part memoir. It kind of gives her life story because she went to Juilliard and, um, well, she grew up, I think, outside of Chicago and then went to school at Juilliard and lived in Brooklyn. And then she moved to, I believe it's North Dakota with her now husband on a sugar beet farm. So, and she's like Chinese and Jewish heritage. So her life is just like this really interesting melting pot of all these different things. And she, she throws that influence into her recipes in a really fun way. So just like seeing the way that people tie their life stories into their recipes and how that so it's works not together. purely just recipe description right. recipe. Yeah. Description, you have that like emotional human connection to the recipe, which is, I think what got me into food blogging in the first place. Well, yeah, because in, on food blogs, you get to know the author. Like, you get to know who the blog mm-hmm. blogger is. You don't just read a recipe. It's normally like, here's a story about blah, 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 and I'm reading right. all about you, and now here's your recipe, which is yeah. like, you have more of a connection with that person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so find your person. I found her, yes. <laughs> her name is Katie Watersell, and it's Katie Watersell underscore art. Cool. Yeah, and she's incredible. Awesome. Water cell. Water cell. Yeah, she's so good. Oh, cool. Because I followed her work. It is very illustrative. Yeah, I'd followed her work on Flickr, so I only ever saw images. And just the other day, she put up a thing on Flickr of her Instagram. I was like, oh, I should follow her on there. And there were all these videos of the layers adding up. Nice. Do you use Flickr a lot? I do, yeah. And that's actually where I met a lot of my photo friends that, that come to my meetups. Cool. So, yeah. I remember, like, when Flickr first came out and how mind-blowing some of the images could be. Like, I remember seeing, mm-hmm. like, some of the images where I actually saw Photoshop, like, as, like, a tool. Becoming a thing. Right. Was, like, girls, like, floating, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. above a bed or, like, something like yeah. that. And I remember being like, that's incredible. How'd they get that shot? And then they're like, oh, here's a, like, yeah. shot-by-shot, like, image of, like, how She's on made. a stool. We yeah. took the stool out. And then we made the, the butt look normal. And yeah. then they're like, okay, <laughs> I understand now. Yeah. But, yeah, that's cool. So, Flickr, do you still use Flickr a lot to find people? Yeah. I mean, I, I basically, at this point, follow all the same people, and I just get on there to see everyone's new work. But there's a ton of photo sites for, you know, 500px or whatever, however you say that. But, yes. Yeah. Some some people say 500 picks, but I say picks. Anyway, PX. yeah, there's a ton of spots where you can just find scroll through art. Cool. Yeah. Where do you find people to follow? Or does it just sort of happen upon you on, like, Instagram or... Um, I feel like I made my closest blog friends on Twitter, just because that Twitter is a great platform for just having easy conversations with people. And then... Yeah, on Instagram, just kind of, like, following the rabbit hole of Instagram. Or, like, when I first started following blogs, you know, you find a couple to follow, but then they might mention someone or they have a list on their sidebar of blogs that they like. And then you click through that, and then 
you do the same thing on those sites until next thing you know you're following like 300 food bloggers this web of people mm-hmm. yeah 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 all over the place. I feel like blogging now is so interesting because you have this, like, these, like, core staple bloggers that have been around forever. Mm-hmm. And then you have, like, such new wave, like, newbie bloggers who have a good following, but, and are making really good content, but they're not quite as well known. and Because mm-hmm. it's so, like, oversaturated. Yeah. yeah. What do you think about the blogging industry? This is totally going off topic, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, part of me is a little apprehensive because I'm just kind of starting to get really comfortable with my blog and I know I was late to the game. So I'm one of those people who's struggling to get the word out about my, my blog because there are so many, but I don't know. I actually was hearing someone talk about Grace Bonnie from design sponge recently was talking about the future of blogging and it is so hard now with like Instagram and Snapchat and Instagram stories and all that stuff where there are so many ways to follow people in ways that are much quicker Quicker to digest and I didn't hear her actual talk about this I think it was at a conference I think it was actually Molly was talking about this on a podcast (laughs) she was on because I'm a podcast junkie and this is how I (laughs) live life but anyway I guess Grace was saying that she thinks blogs are here to stay but blogs are kind of like the living room of someone's house and you know so you have like Instagram and Snapchat and all these other ways to stay in touch with bloggers and people who have spaces like that. But when you really want to hang out with that person, you go to their blog. Right. So, and that's why it's like, I don't post that often on my blog because I want that content to be like really solid, but I can post on Instagram every day and stay in touch with my followers that way, or, you know, share snippets on Snapchat and there's Facebook too. So there's all these little ways to stay connected to your reader But then when you post a blog post, it's like this really special thing that makes them want to go to your site and read it and hang out there for a few minutes and take that time. So I I like that comparison. Yeah, I think that I think that there might be like a new shift back to the old way of blogging because I when I first started reading them, there were more blogs like that. They post like once a week or so. And then more and more people started doing it and making it their job. And then they had more time. So they start posting every day. More and more and more and more. But then like each blog post is shorter and less personal and whatever. And then there are also recipe bloggers who just post recipes like. Right. And don't get too personal or whatever. But I think we might see a shift back to those slower bloggers who spend more time on each post. And it's more of a special thing rather than the everyday blogging, because people don't have time to read that anymore. Especially when there's so many and everyone's doing right. it, you can't yeah. tune into everything. So I think bloggers might have to try even harder to connect to their readers and make something really special that forces them to come to the blog. Right. So like all these sort of Instagram, Instagram stories, Snapchat, all these things are like little tastes that lead you to the mm-hmm. heart of like what I'm actually trying to yeah do and you know share with you guys Mm -hmm. yeah yeah that's interesting i like the idea of like it being your living room because it is like your heart of like what you're doing for at least for food blogging and for most people who are like sharing Mm -hmm. content on the internet most of the time you have a blog yeah yeah or you have a website or you have some kind of online component that shares more about you than just like here's a picture i sent and here's 100 words right so yeah I feel like it's very different in the photo blog world because I feel like most photography blogs are are more about 
like just some thoughts about the shoot or like a lot of blogs are just here's some extra pictures from this shoot I did and a little snippet about the day. But so is, it, is it mostly image based, would you say? A, a lot more. Yeah. I mean, people do write, obviously, or they'll write a lot. And it's it's um, I don't know. It's I don't know where I'm going with this. But basically, I feel like on on my blog, I tend to be more like teaching people something. Right. And then I get so many people, I just get messages that are like, thank you so much for all this information. And they're kind of like shocked that I'm telling people. Have you thought about what teaching what you do? Oh, I would love to. Yeah, I, I do teach. I mean, yeah, you consult some people, right? Yeah. You have like your, is I, it Skype? Sky, yeah, yeah, I do one-on-one cool. Skype sessions. But um, yeah, I, I love teaching. I just have yet to take the time to set up. I'm going to make a course. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. I do have a lot of people say like, oh, do you have any workshops? And I'm like, oh, one That would be really cool. Yeah. yeah, I really should start working on that. <laughs> <laughs> I need to become Robert's manager. Bus- yeah. yeah, business manager. Make all yeah. of my lists. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll help you plan a workshop. Yeah. Sarah will plan everything. I'll make sure you get paid. <laughs> yeah. Since I'm the Getting bus- I'm the business brain of yeah. the relationship. I just want to make art. And I'm like, Robert, you could be making money from this. <laughs> <laughs> business. Yeah. Fancy furry life. Yeah. No. Yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> um, so I know what Lebanon's like and I know that sometimes it can be like a little mundane. Where do you where do you source your inspiration from if it's not online? Like what normally do you, you find yourself doing if you're like, oh, I just feel like so stuck. I don't know what to do. I like I'm not feeling it right now. What do you do? Most of my inspiration comes from two places. One in the shower. <laughs> I'll just be standing there and then I have to like lean out of the shower and like write something down or like put it in my phone or while I'm on a run. I think it's just because both of the both of those times, my brain is sort of free to just kind of yeah. wander, and I'm not doing anything really. Like once you're running, you're just sort of in autopilot mode, and my brain is going all over the place. And I feel like most of my photo ideas, I'm like, oh, that's cool. So I'm constantly stopping to write things down in my notes. Probably look like a crazy person because I'll run like it's like this guy yeah. really likes to text. You like run, stop, write something <laughs> down. Run, stop, write something down. Yeah. So. so when your mind's sort of at that weird, like, yeah. I'm thinking, but I'm not really thinking. Right. You don't know what you're thinking about. It's just sort of like it's free happening. flow, bouncing around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And it's funny because a lot of pictures, I can tell you where I was when I thought of that. I'd be like, oh, this picture, I was over by this one <laughs> path, whatever. Like, I don't know why my brain, like, puts a landmark there. <laughs> what about you, Sarah? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty similar because I spend almost my entire work day listening to podcasts. Um, so I'm like all day I'm consuming information and inspiration in a certain way. But then when I'm driving home, it's weird. I can't listen to podcasts when I'm driving home from work or else I'll fall asleep. <laughs> the sound of voices just lulling yeah, you just to sleep. You sleep. Um, so I have to listen to music, but then my brain can do that thing where it turns off and I'm also usually hungry and I might be thinking about well what should we make for dinner what's in the fridge oh this would go well with that oh this oh sometime I should try this oh blah blah and then I have a recipe idea and then I'll have to wait until I get to like a stoplight and I'm quickly like putting it (laughs) in my phone so I have that problem too or you know on a run or in the shower or something I feel like I'm constantly absorbing stuff that can be inspiration but then once you stop and let your mind be quiet, that's when it all comes, like, flooding in. Mm-hmm. Right. In I think, like, way. one of the quotes I love about inspiration is that, like, 
it's like it's I'm telling this quote it's basically like inspiration will come but it only comes when it finds you working so basically it's like you have to be like taking in everything as much as you can but mm-hmm. like when you shut when you shut down sort of like that that's when it walks through your front door I mean Elizabeth Gilbert was yeah. all oh, this okay. stuff mm-hmm. and like it's basically like as soon as you sort of like shut down and you just like it'll come when it comes that's when it'll like when you let go, it just yeah. sort of happens. Because I feel like there's some times where it's like, oh, we need I to need shoot an today. Idea. It's like, hurry, we're here, yeah. we're ready to shoot, and the lights are ready, and uh, yeah. and that's when you're like, I got nothing. I remember being, like, a beginning blogger and be like, oh, I'm supposed to share twice a week, and, like, I have no idea what, like, next week's, like, mm-hmm. second mm-hmm. post is going to be. And then yeah. I remember just being like, well, I'll just throw something out there, and then it's just what, like, yeah. it, you're, like, basically, like, starving yourself of, like, mm-hmm. actually getting good ideas. Yeah. But yeah, it's a weird thing. I feel like it's very... The idea of talking about inspiration is very woo-woo. It's very like... Yeah. yeah what even is it? Like, what is... Yeah. 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 <laughs> I feel like I need to be wearing like a moo-moo and like <laughs> praying to the inspiration gods and yeah. like there's really no... But it's interesting to hear how people get ideas because mm-hmm. some people are like, I immediately go to a gallery and then I go eat yeah. this place and then I'm that's it. I'm good. That's my yeah. spot. And I'm like, I wish I had mm-hmm. that. Yeah. But... I actually heard something... I think yesterday on a podcast. No way. <laughs> You'll never guess. Um, they were talking about creativity. Oh, I think it was on My Favorite Murder. Shout out My Favorite Murder. I love... Okay, I just <laughs> talked about them for Did one of you? our mini-sodes. I was oh like... Oh, my God. Autumn Favorites, My Favorite Murder. Oh, God. I love them. Actually, I, I look them. forward to every single episode. Me too. It's like my favorite thing. It, yeah, it's like Friday mornings. I'm like, yes. Oh, my God. Well, they used to do on Thursday, and now they do on Friday... And then sometimes you get a mini sewed on it, like which Tuesday, is like <laughs> like a little gift. It's a good day, podcast gods <laughs> from the murder gods. Yes, but anyway, I don't know if you heard this one yet, but they were talking about how when like for creative people, if you do something that makes you a little bit uncomfortable, that's oh yeah, what yeah, makes you like really creative. So it can be something as simple as like if you go to the same coffee shop every time you write. Go to a different coffee shop or order something different. And just that little thing does something in your it brain. Triggers, it yeah. like opens a door for your brain to think in a different way. Yeah. You ever see like the picture? It's like, here's your comfort zone. And then it's like a dot all the way out. And it's like, here's where the magic happens. Yeah. yeah. It was in some like really like hilarious movie. But it's true. Like yeah. if you're doing the same thing over and over again. Yeah. yeah. Listening to the same things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Doing the same things. Well, you're yeah. not... Like one time I was, I was just kind of looking at my portfolio as a whole and kind of realized everything is very dark with one spot of light and pretty warm. So I was like, okay, my next shoot is going to be so white and cold. (laughs) So I did this like really great, the snow, the snow queen one with all the animals, which now I feel like hilariously pops out of my portfolio because it's the only bright one. (laughs) Looks like that is more. Yeah. I was like, cool. That was fun. And back Back to my zone. Yeah. But it was but, a good exercise for yeah, you to do. For sure. And that's how I feel like every time I try a new recipe, which I I do anyway because I just love trying new recipes and obviously that's where my passion is. But every time we make something new and like out of a cookbook or another blog and I try to follow it as much as possible, every time I try a new recipe, I walk away from that with a new idea because You're like this was great. Yeah, or like you learn a new technique or I used a new ingredient. Or I paired something together I'd never eaten before together. 
like there's just always something to take away from it. So that's why I'm constantly trying to force us to Mm -hmm. rather than just slap some crap in a bowl for dinner, which is most nights to be (laughs) honest. It's like, what do we have in the fridge? Throw it all in a bowl. But to be honest, there are a lot of nights where we sit down with the, whatever we had in the fridge meal. And we're like, we just made this out of what was in our kitchen. Good. This is so freaking good right now. Whipped up some magic. Yeah. Someone. Oh yeah. It was Ziza. Ziza. Um, Bauer from Darling Magazine. She, when I was like, oh yeah, what do you do when you like really want to, she really likes to travel. And she just mm-hmm. got her um, dual citizenship in Italy. And she, and she was in the process of getting that last year. And she was saying like, whenever I like really, really, really like either I'm not feeling it or I just really want to just hop on a plane immediately and just go to Italy and like have that life that I've always wanted, I go to the kitchen immediately. Mm-hmm. And then like if I make like bruschetta mm-hmm. and if I make a pasta, I'm good. Yeah. Like I'm fine. Mm-hmm. So I like, remember her saying that yeah, like, like that. Yeah, it was cool because I you know, whenever I'm like, oh I really wish I wasn't here. Yeah. I'm like go elsewhere. Like yeah. figure out a freaking recipe and like cook it up. Like speaking of which, I recently acquired two really awesome Italian cookbooks. Ooh. One called Tasting Rome and one called Florentine. So I want Ooh. us to all do an Italian dinner party together. That would be fun. Yeah. That would be really fun. I'll be there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be there to eat I'll be it. there. Yeah. yeah. Well, when Luke and I were, when we were like trying to decide where we wanted to go last summer and we were like, do we want to go back to Italy? Like we've already been to Italy, like whatever. And Luke was in this like very big headspace of learning Italian. And yeah. I was like, I don't know, like, let's just cook some recipes, like, Maybe it'll get out of our system. It did not work. It was just right. like, we need to go back. We yeah. need to go. We need to go. Mm-hmm. And that, like, check mark, it was like, it's done. We need to go back. But, yeah, I would love to do that. That would be really mm-hmm. fun, for sure. Definitely. Cool. It's happening. It's happening. I'll put it on my calendar. Yeah. <laughs> it'll yeah. happen, like, four your... months from now. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing about your blog post. It's not just, like, here's a cool recipe. It's like, I had this idea. Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. I made a recipe for it. It's like, <laughs> you guys, we had a party. Yeah. And it was delicious. Yeah. Awesome. So what's uh, your favorite local hidden gem? That's going to be our last question for today. Okay. It can be from Lebanon. It can be from Lancaster. It can be from anywhere around this area. Well, I'll tell you mine. I don't know if you've talked about it on here yet, but Governor Dick. (laughs) (laughs) No, we haven't. (laughs) Um, It's nothing inappropriate, listeners. It's not. That's just, it's just called that as a guy named Richard. Governor went by Dick. But why do they not? Although if you why? look at it, the yeah. name is really hilarious because of also what this, it is. Yes. It is. <laughs> it's a giant tower. It's a giant <laughs> observation tower on top of this little mountain near us in Mount Gretna. But we were just there last weekend with friends from the area who had never been there. Are you serious? Yeah. yeah. I feel like as someone who, like, my first year living in mm-hmm. the Lebanon-Lancaster area, they were like, oh, we have to go. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's just, like, a staple. Yeah. yeah. And, like, it's great because it's totally free. You're out in nature, and it's just this quick, like, half a mile hike up to this observation tower. Which climb, I guess, climb, 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 climb. Yeah. yeah. Lots I guess of ladders. Lots of like ladders. a fire observation tower or something. So yeah. So it's, like, little, little ladders little that you have to crawl up the top, and it's, like... I think like nine stories tall or something yeah it feels like a long way up but yeah. it's really not that tall. it's not it's not but they make yeah. little breaks in, in like with like the yeah. cement things so well, it's you not, can't fall it's not like one ladder right so you can yeah. fall you nine floors fall. So you go a up bunch like of little ladders yeah like single story ladders but yeah it's so neat and then you get up to the top and you can see 
the whole area right for so long and especially now with like all the leaves changing too it's mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. yeah yeah although when we went last weekend it was super rainy so and misty foggy. so you could see like as far as the closest tree to the <laughs> no. yeah. yeah which kind of sucked and then when we were on our way back down the little mountain the sun came out of course <laughs> but of it course. was so great just to get out there and get some you fresh can even air. pack food and eat up there we've yeah. definitely yeah. done that too we and brought like bread and just mm -hmm. yeah and it's not yeah. far away, and you get yeah. there, and it's just, like, a totally separate from your normal life yeah. little adventure. Mm -hmm. And if you go in the summer, like, then you could go to the Jigger Shop and have an ice cream sundae. Yes. The Jigger Shop, and not another inappropriate thing. Right. Yeah. <laughs> what is that with well, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. They're weird. But yeah, Jigger Shop is an ice cream place, which yeah. is delicious. And I used to work there. I was a fountain girl. Oh, wow. So oh. I learned to... Almost burn off my eyebrows. I yeah, bananas fosters and stuff. I love their cinnamon, <laughs> cinnamon apple no, donut. You're talking about the they like the flambe. Oh yeah, the cinnamon. Is it called the cinnamon roll sundae? I don't know, but they like take they make cinnamon it bun? in like a little yeah. They use little their little dish. donuts. Yeah, and you fry them up. With yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. And cinnamon and apples. That and stuff. stuff is good. Yeah, yeah, very good. My grandma used to love that one. R.I.P. <laughs> Grandma. Yeah. I don't know. I would say my hidden gem, it's not as exciting as a giant tower. But there is, so there's there's a, a sushi place in the farmer's market oh, across yeah. the street from our house, which I feel like most people would be like, Ew. ooh, sushi yeah. from a farmer's market. And plus it is kind of hidden because it's, it's, I think, the away. only thing upstairs. There's like a yeah, second level and there's like seating up there, but it's the only thing up there. There's so. literally nothing else up there. And I go there so often that they make my specific one and then hide it. <laughs> yeah. And I come and the guy will come out front and like move things and hand me mine. Yeah. That is hilarious. Because I, I, yeah. He's like, well, so. he's here. Oh, here's, yeah, it's this guy. <laughs> and then they thing. like open the thing and pour on your eel sauce because yeah. you always ask for that. Yeah. But That's yeah. cute. And it's always nice local when you have like yeah that place where you're regular. Yeah, yeah, because it's the one I love, but I don't do spicy food, and it normally has spicy sauce on it. But they so know. they'll have some made, but it usually has the sauce, so they'll make a fresh one. So he just That's started nice. making one without, and yeah. then like burying it so no one else takes it. <laughs> so yeah, I would say that. Yeah, and it's not. I mean, don't get me wrong. This is not like blow your mind sushi, but for seven for bucks. Yeah, and Six for bucks. rural Pennsylvania, yeah. Yeah. it's good. It's, it's good. good. It's good. And a, you know, one minute walk from our front door, which... Yeah. Always a perk. It's always a perk, yeah. yeah. Always a perk. It's one of our favorite things on, like, a Friday night when you get home, you're like, I just don't feel like making dinner. Sushi? Yeah. <laughs> so you want to walk across the street for us yeah. real fast? And yeah. if you're not feeling sushi, you're like, uh, Greek food? Want to get it? Yeah. I do love yeah. that Greek place, yeah. too. Yeah, yeah There's some good. good spots over there. Yeah. Cool. All right, so where can we find all your stuffs on the interwebs? Well, I have the longest Instagram ever. It's <laughs> Robert Cornelius Photography. Uh, we'll link it in the show notes. Yeah, and then my website is robertcorneliusphotography.com. <laughs> you make it easy. Yeah, everything's Robert Cornelius Photography, except Twitter, which is shorter because Robert Cornelius Would Photography was too long. So it's our Cornelius photo. <laughs> Dangy Twitter. Yeah. Oh, so gosh. anyway. And then my food blog is cakeoversteak.com. And you can find Cake Over Steak on Facebook. And then all of my like Instagram, Twitter stuff is Sarah 
underscore Cornelius underscore. <laughs> and that's Sarah without an H. <laughs> S-A-R-A. Yes. The correct way. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for you to say that. Yeah. I feel like every time we say it, it's like, it's the correct way. Yeah. It's the correct you way don't need well, an extra Sarah. H at the end. You don't need it. And we'll definitely, we'll link it on the show too, so... You can just go romagolately.com yeah. slash podcast. It'll be there. Yeah. Come find us. Come find them. Come say hi. Stalk us. I'm used to it. <laughs> wait, Stalk. no. Stalk. Wait. <laughs> no, we're, not all, we're not all trying to wife you up, Robert. But... I've already been wifed up. <laughs> wifed yeah. Don't stalk me too hard. Cool. All right. <laughs> Bye. 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 Thanks, Sarah and Robert. You guys are the best. And I hope to see you guys soon. Um, so guys, all the resources that were mentioned in this episode, and there is quite a lot. We got through a lot of different Instagram pages and cookbooks and blog posts and previous podcasts. If you guys want to join in on the fun and sort of dig through what we're all talking about in this episode, make sure to look at our show notes at romangolightly.com slash podcast. Um, you'll be able to find all of the show notes on there and you can click through and peruse and have fun with us as well as all the different links to sort of find what Robert and Sarah are doing. That is on there as well. So guys, um, thanks for joining us. We will be back next Monday for another episode. We're sort of coming around the corner. We only have a few episodes left of season two. Um, So it would mean a lot to us before the end of the season if you would subscribe and review. Like I said at the top of the show, this makes it easier for other people to find us, and it just propels us onto those arts charts that we've been trying to top all around the globe. So please do it. Please subscribe and review. It would mean so much to us. You can also follow um, Roman Go Lightly on Instagram at Roman Go Lightly and see what I'm up to on my day to day. All right, guys, we'll see you next week. Bye.